You're listening to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. My name's Mike and this is Baz. Say hello, Baz. Hello, Baz. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share. If you enjoy this, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with people you hate. Coming up on this week's show. She got so drunk that when he called the taxi to come pick her up, that he brought her to his truck to sit and wait for the taxi because he was done with her and she attempted to, let's just say, mount the stick shift. And this is my first date with a man. Whoa! As far as I can see is that like, modern dating is like old dating, but just much quicker. If you're on Tinder and you're swiping one way or the other, it's as if 20 years ago we were in a club just walking up and going, I like you, do you like me? No. Okay, we haven't matched, bye. <laughs> and then just, exactly. it would have been far more efficient to do it that way, but you would have looked really weird. The very first comment I ever got on a, a, profile, a dating site was from a guy and all he said was nice jugs this is where i get confused because obviously i'm from like i'm from dating 20 years ago and that was one of my best lines <laughs> you know what i mean that was that, that, that was one of my icebreakers there were camera phones around before me and my wife got together but not i mean it was early i mean if you'd have taken a dick pic it could have been anything <laughs> the quality of the camera on that <laughs> you're not even gonna know it is a dick let alone how good a one it is Hello, 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 and welcome to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. This week, we have the Mildly Controversial Guide to Dating. Now, um, those of you who've listened to the podcast or watched the podcast for a while will know that Baz and I have been off the market for a significant amount of time. Um, How long is it for you, Baz? Uh, Think of 23 years. Yeah, I'm seven years. I mean, I've been married for 20, but I've been off the market for seven. So... That's just a joke, ladies and gentlemen, and also my wife, if she's listening. <laughs> uh, yes, clearly not. Uh, no, I've been off the market for 20 years as well, so um, so that is a significant amount of time, and dating has changed massively in that time. So um, we wanted to get a, an expert on dating so we could give our um, opinions on dating, but also what it's like... Date- so should the... like. Unfathomable happened, Baz, and either of us are back on the market anytime soon. Um, I thought it'd be good for us to get some tips uh, on how to do it, or more specifically, how not to do it. Um, and we'll have a conversation about what modern dating is like versus dating when you and I were doing it, not with each other. That's that that, that was very recent. So, um, so yes, um, our special guest today is. The uh, the author of a book called "These Stories Are True, I Shit You Not: uh, A Humorous Look at Online Dating for the Unsuspecting Older Human." Baz and I are both older humans, so who better to get on to talk to this, uh, talk to us about this, um, than Catherine Bearer? Hello, Catherine. Hello, how are you? I'm very, very good. I'm very excited to have you here. I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, Me too. We're, we're going to have to we're going to have to stretch into the hypothetical quite a lot on this one, um, because okay. clearly Baz and I are very happily married uh, to other people for the time being. Um, but mm, do you know what? This podcast's going very well, so it's only a matter of time. Um, but yeah, we're we're both very very happily married. So this is all theoretical and all hypothetical, but really really interests me because. Um, as I say, I've been my wife for 20 years, so online dating was only just becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never did it at all. I did n- I've did. i never been on an online date. So um, so really interested to hear um, from somebody who has done it as uh, someone in our age group. But also, have a conversation about what dating was like then, what it's like now, and the good and probably the bad um, about that sort of thing. So, first things first, talk us through your book. Um, what other, I mean, obviously the uh, the title is pretty self-explanatory, but talk us through your book, what it's about, who it's aimed at, and and what's, what inspired you to write it. Oh, sure. Well, um, I was a single mom for a long time, and I didn't really date too much. Um, my son, I, I raised him pretty much by myself. So when he took off for college, um, I was working in Washington, D.C., and friends convinced me to try online dating. So they helped me do the profile. They, you know, And I was working for a very 
politically prominent philanthropist in D.C. So well, who, the man I was looking for is going to be able to go to these crazy events with me, the Kennedy Center, the, you know, all these fancy things. So I put my, my profile out there and um, literally it, it has just turned into this series of ridiculous, absolutely nutty encounters. So I thought something was wrong with me. You know, you, you know I mean, I was in my 40s. I thought... Okay, what in the, do I have this big L on my forehead or something, you know, and I would come back to my office, and there was a colleague of mine, and she would come into my office, and I'd tell her the next story, and she would say, Kathy, you have to write a book, you you have to write a book, no one's going to believe this, and I said, I don't want anyone to know this happened to me because it's so bizarre. And uh, so basically over the course of time, I kept trying and trying. And I had a, I had good dates too, but I had some of the most bizarre stuff. And during COVID, when we were all locked down, you know, she finally said, this is the perfect time. And I said, I think I blocked most of the dates because they were so ridiculously weird. And she said, well, I'll help you remember because I remember all of them. And I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> so and it, I mean, because, you know, it's just like because it was fodder for her, her entertainment and everyone else. And uh, so literally during COVID, I just sat down. And I thought, OK, you know, everyone needs a good giggle right now. Um, everyone is locked down. Everyone needs something to smile and laugh about and to not feel so alone, right? So I just put it together, and I have a friend who's a, a publishing consultant, like an online self-publishing consultant. So I worked with her. I worked with an editor and put it all together, and um, it's taken on kind of a life of its own because um, after, about two weeks after, I, my friend also mentioned Book Talk on TikTok. So I thought, oh, I used to work in TV. I could do little videos and this and that. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm older. I'm mostly, you know, you think you saw people do those crazy dances during COVID, but um, literally some of my videos with chat about chapters in my book have over a million views. Wow! And it just, it's just, you know, I hit a nerve because so many people can relate to it. And while it's funny, it's also mortifying, sort of. You know, I mean, in my, for me, but. I, I, it's just amazing how many people have commented and can, can relate to it. And um, so that's how it all came to be. I really wasn't planning on writing a book. I've written a poetry book, which is a completely different genre, right? But um, this is just, um, it's just been fun and interesting and really uh, a kind of a study in the human condition because I thought I was alone, but I am not, you know? So. <laughs> that must have been quite, um, quite cathartic. To, um, to 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 kind of a kind of get this stuff off your chest, but also realize that you're not alone, and right. it's a you know it's it's quite common, particularly for people. And did you find it was uh, the 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 things that you're saying that are happening to you and people were saying, yeah, I relate to that. Was that oh 100%. was was that related to um, the time of life you are, or just is that just everybody who does online dating, is it, or a combination of both? Well, I mean, I have, in my book, I honestly talk about people in older years, you know, mm. um, 40s and beyond. But um, I also mention a girl, um, 27, I have a horse. So she was at my barn and she was telling me a story about her. Like she went, went, was with a guy for two years and it started fizzling out. And so they went to dinner one night and he said to her, look, I need to be honest with you. I'm going to go back to my husband. And she said, what? She had no, no idea. That he was, you know, by or whatever, mm. and she just completely wigged out because she said, "This is that. That's the modern community. You know, mm. that's very common now." But she she had no idea this guy had been married to a man, and she dated him for two years, and they had been separated. So I thought it's just everybody. Everyone has just crazy, crazy stories. So um, I think it's it's very there's a similar stories i think the one concept that really hit a nerve was the dating scammer um part of things a guy tried to scam me you know these date romance yeah. scammer guys and i caught him really soon early into yeah. the process but when i posted about that that's the that's the video that got like a million views uh and caught like twenty thousand comments and it's just fascinating to me because you hear about that all the time the scamming but uh, yeah, the stories are nuts. Just, uh, but it's all ages. I focused on older, but yeah, it's it's every. And I think now too, like you said, dating has changed so much since you know, twenty years ago, that uh, it's just very autonomous now. So. So for people that aren't au fait with dating scammers, because I'm not, because obviously we're not on any of these sites. What, 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 
how does it how, explain this to me? How okay? Yeah. Well, so I don't know how it happens actually, but like even if you're on, for example, I the, what I had was on Match.com. So what they do is they steal profiles. You know, you've seen that show Catfish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they steal someone's profile, right? So what happened to me was this guy started contacting me, and I lived in Northern Virginia, which is right by Washington D.C. I worked in D.C. for 20 years, so everything's government, military. There's just tons of that, right? That's everything in DC in that area it's very common so this man contacted me and he had about 15 pictures on his profile and then he started sending me notes and that's when you really catch it like the grammar is off mm-hmm. and they profess their love right away you, I mean you can see this all the time online but then he said I'm he was at a, a military base in DC but like the next week then he was all of a sudden in Afghanistan and he said I've just gone out for training and I've come back and I'm going to take a warm bath and I thought I don't know one soldier or a military person in my life that goes to take a warm so I thought that is so bizarre so anyway I caught him in it but what I also found out was that he stole all those pictures his profile pictures were from a military obituary site. Oh, wow. He, this guy had been, yeah, it's just, it's horrific. So, I mean, it was funny, but it's not sort of thing. But what happened was all these people commented to me, and they're, I, I mean, I've read about this. There are, like, universities in Nigeria where they actually learn how to do this. And one of the funny uh, threads that kept happening was, all these people kept commenting about, oh, yeah, he's in the military. He um, is a widow. His child is with his parents. Uh, they're taking care of him. He is on a, a boat in the middle of the ocean. Pirates hijack the boat. And he needs iTunes cards to get back to shore. And I mean, it's, you think it's ridiculous, but people fall for it. Right. There are like three or four people that commented on my thread that they'd lost $30,000. They, you know, send this money to these people they don't even know. So that's what the scamming, it's, they're, they're scammers, they get their information and then they ask them to send money. And it's, it's happens to men, women, it's, it's, and mostly older people, I would think, uh, but just desperate people. They kind of prey on lonely people, you know, so. Do you know, we, we, uh, we get a bit of that on our, um, on our Facebook page. We get, really? Yeah, because yeah. Um, like Russian women asking. No, for- <laughs> no, 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 no. We've got, what we've got. We've got. Um, if you, you it's um, if anybody wants to leave a review on our Facebook page, then head along to uh, facebook.com/mildlypod. There you go. There's a little plug for it. Um, but yeah, um, in the review section, if there's ever like. Um, there's guys. They're always like um, it's a military photograph, and it's always like, oh, please excuse me, but I um, I really find you very attractive, and I've sent <laughs> you a Facebook friend request, and please, you know, like really kind of humble yeah. and kind of oh, like if you would be so kind as to do this, it's like, oh, mate, come on, that's them, yeah, exactly, them. exactly. Yeah. They've infiltrated our Facebook page. Oh my god! But it's always okay. it's always a reply to somebody's review. Yeah, it's, right. it's never so comments. It's never comments on a page because we'd see them. Whereas gotcha. um, we don't get an alert if somebody comments on somebody's uh, recommendation or review. Wow. So, uh, but we find them. We find them, yeah. and we uh, and we get rid They're of them everywhere. We, uh, we, yeah. like, it's like pest control. Every so often we yeah. go in and we um, exactly. You know, we we we. we pump some kind of noxious gas or something and get rid of them all and they're uh, and they're out again but it's it's just mad the, the funny is. thing the funny thing is uh, one of my friends who left a review she sent me a screenshot of this thing and said oh uh, th- this is a bit this is a bit full on so i looked at it and then i went to the page and realized the same message had been left under about 30 to 50 different reviews so wow. I, sent her, I sent her a message back saying oh, I'd hate to break this to you but you're not very special he sent it to everybody so. <laughs> you're nothing special you're nobody. this scammer isn't oh just God. trying to scam you he's trying wow. to scam quite a few people so yeah I mean it happens it happens in that way too but but yes you're right we do uh, I do occasionally get an inbox um, on uh, not on Facebook but um, more on TikTok and Instagram because mm-hmm. the numbers are bigger, and every so often mm-hmm. you'll just get one from like, and it'll just be like a hi and a little wavy hand, like just literally, obviously, just thro- well, throwing the, the bait and trying to catch, trying to get a bite out of me. Exactly. Well, one of the women that answered or responded to that because the thread just kept going about that sort of, you know, I need iTunes cards, blah blah blah, and you know, every single one of them had said, "Oh, I lost my wife in a tragic accident." You know, so it's literally the same script. Mm. And so this woman said to me, "You know, the last time a guy tried that on me, I literally said to him, 
you know, you should all start a support group for each other because you've all lost your wives in tragic accidents. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you try to play back on them, yeah, yeah. but it's just, it's really scary sometimes to see how many people fall for it. But, you know, it's it's funny, but it's not, you know. So. It's, it's tragic because there there's a lot of people who have lost, lost an awful lot of money on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned in the book that there was like the you um clearly i don't want you to give too much away about the book because people need to go to amazon and buy the book um (laughs) but um you were talking about some of the crazy experiences you had um in dating can you give us the craziest or like go for the second craziest keep the craziest for people to read the book go for the second well yeah exactly well so you know it, it it runs the gamut to, um, I think the cra- the weirdest one, and it's really inappropriate, but since this is your podcast, you oh, just there's, there's nothing inappropriate so, on this podcast. Don't worry about well, that. Go for it. Literally, you know, you go into this not thinking you're ever going to date someone that's, you know, you, you look for the, what you look for. You put your uh, profile, what you want, what you don't want. You know, you talk to them on the phone. And so you can never really truly know until you get to the dinner or whatever with somebody and um the worst date i think i paid more for that website than anything my cousin convinced me to go on one that you had to pay you know and she said well the more you pay the better you know like no it was the worst one i've ever had so this man uh literally showed up in a boot um one of those uh, you know boots that after you have surgery on your knee or something oh, yeah. and he sits down and we're at a mexican restaurant he starts ta- talking about this um diabetic ulcer he has on his foot like we're eating mexican food and he starts telling me details about this you know, and i'm thinking oh my god and he has he goes from that to the fact that he got um burglarized and his cat got kicked and then the guts were coming out of the cat wow then he goes to i mean honestly this is a professional man he he, you know he's a president of a company so it's not like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you know what i'm Mm. saying and uh, he went on to tell me about the last three women he dated the last one being a younger woman who got so drunk on 10 rum and cokes during dinner and i'm thinking I said to him, well, wouldn't, like, after three, you want to cut her off? <laughs> you know, it's like, so it's just interesting, the conversation that occurs, too. That's a lot of men, you know, they're nervous. Mm-hmm. and they. But uh, he informed me that she got so drunk that when he called the taxi to come pick her up, that he brought her to his truck to sit and wait for the taxi because he was done with her. And she attempted to, let's just say, mount the stick shift. And this is my first date with a man. Whoa. And this is what he told me on the date. And I literally got up and walked out. And I cried on the way home, and I called my brother, and he told me a funny joke, and he said, they're all jackasses, you know? And I said, so that was that was literally a true story. It's a true story, and I, I think, you know, I, do I put that in a book? Why not, right? But at the same time, it's like you can't believe it. You just can't believe this stuff happens. And um, have, then, have you got that guy's course, details? Because I want him on the podcast. I want to know more about that night. I'm telling you, it's just like... I mean, first of all, that he's that. What is wrong with women? You know, what I mean, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? And second of all, like, why would this be a conversation he would want to have on a first date to try to impress someone? And I literally was looking at him, like, and the, the clincher of that date was I remember he started talking about things, and I picked up my margarita to drink it, and it had a big hair on the lime, like God was saying, or the universe was saying run now run like the wind so um but uh yeah i've mentioned that in the book too so that was probably the most mortifying 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 thing that's ever you know it's just unbelievable conversation um i've had you know i've had of course men invite you for coffee and they don't buy the coffee and they buy theirs and they go sit down and you know think everything from that to yeah yeah well i'd like to make an appeal to to this guy um Two things. Firstly, can you come on the podcast because I want to know more about that <laughs> uh, that night. But also, um, as I say, I'm not an expert on dating, but I want to give him a bit of a tip. Um, if he didn't insist on talking about um, diabetic ulcers um, at dinner, then maybe his dates wouldn't like, prefer to to mount the stick shift of his car. <laughs> Maybe he would. He would. Maybe he would get a little bit further down the line uh, with these uh, with these dates. Well, it's just so hard to believe anyone would. First of all, that is so bizarre it happened. But second of all, that they would even admit it and talk about it. And I, I don't know. It was just mortifying. So um, yeah, that's the worst. The, worst the things thing you've that. told us that he mentioned to you on the first date um, are. I mean, 
even for somebody as inexperienced at dating uh, uh, as I am, um, mm-hmm. I clearly know they are not things you talk about on a first date. Right. Um, right. I mean, they're great for a podcast and a book, so thanks sure. to him um, for thanks both of those. Thanks to him, I have a chapter. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, hopefully, uh, hopefully he reads your book and thinks, hmm. There's some advice. Don't talk about well, that shit, But you mate. know, it, it happens to men, too. So a couple chapters in my book, I, I tell men's stories. And if you want to hear one of those, I can yes. share that. Oh, yes. uh, a man told me uh, I had dated him previously. And it's weird because the algorithms on these dating sites kind of reshuffle, right? So mm. I, we went out. He was he was a professor. So he, he was a professor at um, a university. He, uh, I guess he did research on Alzheimer's. And I... Um, one of the interesting things he told me, we'd never lose our musical memory. And I thought, well, that's very fascinating. And I, I told him at, at the second time I got together with him, you know, if I ever get Alzheimer's, I'll be happy because I will forget all these crappy dates I've been on. But um, he told me that he was, after we dated a while, uh, about five months afterward, he popped back up in my, you know, algorithm thing. And so we went out to dinner again. And he was telling me about a woman who he met who was a pharmacist. Now, she had three kids by three different baby daddies. And I thought, red flag, red flag. You know, she's telling me the story because I'm thinking, this is fascinating to hear it from the man's side. Right? Mm. So he said he was dating her. They, He thought they were monogamous. They were seeing each other. And five months into it, um, or four months into it, he said they went to a conference in California, came back, and everything was copacetic. He said, so one Friday, she, he knew she had the day off, so he went to her house to surprise her. And he's, uh, this is a true story. He walked up to the door. Her car was in the driveway. He knocked on the door. And he had flowers and the whole dang thing. And it took her a really long time to come to the front door. She opens the door in a cheerleading outfit. And I, I was like, <laughs> I said, what? And he said, yeah. And he asked her what she was doing. She was in there having a threesome with her two of her three exes. And I mean, I okay. swear to God, this is a true story. And he said he just stood there thinking, I thought you know, we were monogamous. I can't believe this happened. And he said, I just turned around and walked away. She could, you know, and she tried to get a hold of him saying it's nothing. It didn't mean anything. And I said, well, but she was in a cheerleading outfit. And he said, well, part of one. And then, of course, <laughs> I said, I said, well, and she didn't invite you in. And I said, you know, so it was just so bizarre. So oh, that's, it was only for exes. You know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like you three's can't the magic number, not four. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying though. It's just yeah. like, oh my god. So I think you know he didn't see, but he said he went to the you know clinic the next day, you know, to get all the testing done because God only knows what else she'd been doing in the meantime. But again, this is you know it, it happens to men and women, so it's just a really nutty time, and I I can't really tell you the reason for it <clears throat> other than the online sites are autonomous, right? You. You don't really know what people are really doing, so they're swiping. How much do you put down to some of these bizarre stories uh, in some of the men that you've dated or gone on dates with, just purely down to nerves? Because I realise as well that obviously some people just come out with some really bizarre stuff when they're nervous. Yep. Well, that, I think I found that men do get nervous, so they talk, 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 and that's fine. But then they share way too much. You know, it's like, okay, I don't need to know about your diabetic ulcer or the cat that had the guts coming out of it. You know, I really, you know, I just don't. I don't need to know that. So, um, yeah, I do think it comes down to nerves. I think both sides, right? But um, I do think it's sort of a bizarre. I can't bizarre, get the just, Sorry, I got to get the pressure. Mr. Stick Shift was just trying to set the bar really low to make you feel more comfortable. I don't know. <laughs> Setting the bar really low. That could be taken a different way. No, yeah, but I mean, I, I, you know, I and think then you've you said been I very charitable to... there, Baz, and it's deep <laughs> yes, <present. laughs> But then, you know, worse than that, he said, oh, after that happened, I had to run by 7 Eleven and get some bleach and some paper towels. To... I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to know that. I just don't, I don't, I don't want to know well, that. Uh, and then I stood up it, and I was it like, it could have been ya. worse. Yeah, it, it could have been worse. He, he could have cleaned it in a different way, and he could have talked you through it. So you know oh, what I mean? Jesus. Yeah, yeah. No thanks. So anyway, yeah, you know, it's just. And again, my friend convinced me to write all these stories down because what I found also is I thought I was alone in the craziness. Mm. And I get these stories from people on TikTok, and you're like, oh my. And you can go on, you know, TikTok has a subculture for everything on the planet. My son told me that. So you know, you go on there and you listen to these young people talk about it. And it's even more bizarre because you have the ghosting and the hookup stuff. And, you know, it's just mm. crazy. All the sites that you they can go on, it's 
Yeah. And you, you said it yourself that it has changed so much. You know, when we were young, I mean, I think I think I have a friend in my, her 60s. She actually met her husband through a personal ad. You know, where we had to wow. write a letter, yeah. put a stamp, mail it, call, you know, actually, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's it's different. As far as I can see, is that like modern dating is like old dating, but just much quicker. The process is just way, way faster. Um, right. So, obviously, having not experienced it, um, in theory, I can see a lot of benefit from that. Because um, when when we were dating, we would be you'd, you'd go to a bar or a or a club, and you know you'd find someone you found physically attractive, make your way over there, try to talk to them. And maybe they weren't interested. They'd go, and it's and then it's the next one, and things like this. And then it, you know, and obviously it gets if the if the club shuts at two, then you <laughs> panic a bit at quarter two. Your standards yeah, drop, right. and it's. A, but all of these things are much much quicker. So if you're on Tinder and you're swiping one way or the other, don't know which way it is. But if you're just going, you're just going through the same process, but way way quicker. So you just it it's it, it, it's it's as if. 20 years ago, we were in a club just walking up and going, I like you. Do you like me? No. Okay, we haven't matched. Bye. <laughs> and then just, exactly. it would have been far more efficient to do it that way, but you would have looked really weird. But that's the way it kind of it kind of works now. And also, um, so yeah, it's just getting through the, because look, um, whichever way you look at it, data, finding your, finding your one is just a numbers game. Okay. They're, they're definitely, look, there's seven and a half billion people on the planet. There is definitely somebody for everybody. But it's just, how do you get through all the shit before you find them? And I was I was just just blessed that, you know, there's a, like, there's, there's a mad kind of sliding doors style story about how me and my wife got together. That, and we always kind of say, well, you know, if that hadn't happened and mm-hmm. all that, that kind of just look at all the different scenarios and we just, we just feel so blessed and so lucky that that happened and our paths crossed when they did, right. how they did and all that, because so many people don't get that opportunity and don't find right. the one they're looking for. But I just think if you've got the opportunity just to literally whiz through that, because like, you know, and I think, I think Tinder gets a lot of stick for being superficial, which, which it is, but I think, at first, you've got to find someone you find physically attractive who finds you physically attractive back before you can then have the conversation to find out if you're compatible kind of emotionally, intellectually, uh, you get a sense of humour and all that kind of stuff. So I just think it's, it is just literally a much, much quicker way of doing it the way we did, which was walk up, I find that person attractive, see if they find me attractive or not. Um, and it might be in the old days, a slap on the face or a fuck off, I'm not interested. Do you know what I mean? Which, which to be honest, um, is much harsher than somebody just not matching with you. Do you know what I mean? True. <laughs> but, you know, I think you said something really interesting and I, that the fact that you're in the physical presence of someone when you, you know, 20 years ago, mm. you actually saw them interact with other people. You saw their, you heard their inflection of their voice. You, you saw how they conducted themselves amongst other people. And this can be so autonomous. And like I said, everybody that you swipe on, yeah, they might be good looking. Mm. But again, I always put exactly what I was looking for, what I didn't. But as soon as you get them in person and you have to, you know, have a coffee with them or something, you, you really find out how how they are. And um, I think there's something to be said for back in the day when you actually had to physically be in their presence, you know? Mm. And so again, I, I I don't mind online dating. I mean, like I said, I had a lot of good dates, but I had a lot of really funky ones. And um, I, I do think there's something to be said also for texting and all that stuff. I mean, you, you don't know where they are, really. Mm. You don't know. I mean, I've had friends who have, boy, you know, cheating and all the whole thing, and you don't hear the inflection in their voice on the phone. And so there's just a difference. But I do agree with you that it does speed up the process. Now, I've tried speed dating a couple times. Mm. Um, that's funny as heck, you know. But um, but I do agree with you. It, it is a faster way to do it. But again, you still have to get in their physical presence yeah. and see what they're like as a person, right? So, could, could you mention catfishing before? And I was just thinking, like, you know, obviously back in the day, if you were just out in a bar, then catfish. I started to think that catfishing didn't exist, but probably due to a combination of um, alcohol and makeup, I've definitely woken up with women I didn't go to bed with. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I, I was definitely catfished in real life. Do you know what I mean? 
I have definitely. Like, wait a minute. That has, de- so that has definitely happened. Mm. Right. They I, always say you look better after three beers yeah, than for Look, whatever, I, I remember. I was in Australia. I was meeting. Um, I was uh, I was meeting up with family that I'd never met before, and they said, "Look, there's a girl who's down the street who is the same sort of age as you, and she's going on a weekend trip to uh, a place called Albany in Western Australia." And she said, "She's invited you along." So I was like, "Yeah, cool." So anyway, I went uh, I went out for the night and um, stayed in somebody's apartment. We went out and I met somebody that evening, um, brought her back. Um, things may or may not have happened. Um, I'm not saying that to be vague. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, um, the following morning, um, they said, "Oh, um, I won't say her name, but said, oh, such and such is coming around tomorrow." I was like, "Oh yeah, she's really nice. I really liked her." And they went, "Really?" I was like, "We're not being offensive, but nobody has ever said that about her. It's, it, it's just like no, no." It's, and she came through the door and, you know, God bless her. I was, uh, she came through the door and I was like, I'm just going to get in the shower. And this is, you know, this is 18-year-old Mike, okay? So don't judge me, but it's the longest shower I've ever had. <laughs> I literally stayed in the shower until she got the message and left. I was in the shower for about two hours just just because I didn't, I didn't have the balls to go, do you know what? Nah. I might have had the beer goggles on last night. I don't find you attractive. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that I mean, look, you know, catfishing did exist. It just wasn't as uh, wasn't as obvious and as right. Uh, and, right. and as prevalent. I think. Well, I, I guess as well because you get to write and form your own profile, you can make it as attractive as you want to, can't you? So this, this is sure. this is the thing. So you can write all the things that you think somebody else might want. And obviously right. when you finally meet that person for a date and they suddenly realise, oh, I wrote all these things. This lady on the other side of me, I wrote them for her. That's not actually how I feel. And of course, that's the moment when the catfish side of it comes out, I guess, isn't it? Sure. Well, you know, the, I say in my book, the first profile I ever wrote, it was very funny because I was very excited. And my friends helped me write it. And so I put a picture on my profile of myself on a cruise. You know, I have my arm back and I have a sundress and I have a little boobage and all that stuff. And, um, and not it wasn't anything crazy, but on the first comment, the very first comment I ever got on a, a, profile, a dating site was from a guy. And all he said was, nice jugs. And that's all. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and then I, I was offended because I thought, well, what? You know, and so that was the beginning of the end kind of for me because I thought, that is an interesting comment, and you know he had the, he had the fish picture, you know, with the he was holding the fish, and and um, so it. it so, you, so, you see, see this is, this is where I get confused because obviously I'm from like, I'm from dating twenty years ago, and that was one of my best lines. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was that, that, that was one of my icebreakers. Well, he if he would have embellished and said something more than that, you know, I could tell he was just limited in, in vocabulary with his, you know, but that's all he said. He didn't say anything else. He didn't carry on. He didn't, you know, so, uh, yeah, it was a little bit crazy at that, but yeah, it's, it's, you just never know. And it, you have to be really careful too, because no matter what you put on there, um, again, meeting in person is key to getting to know the person. You know, hmm. so. so See, there's another thing that I think, um, that I'm not, um, that kind of, I kind of feel sorry for um, people who are dating in the modern societies because, like, like I say, back in like the, the '90s or whatever, um, if I wanted to, if I wanted to show a woman that I was interested in her and see if she was interested in me, I might walk up with a drink in my hand and go put my arm around her waist and just kind of say hi or say hello. I mean, you could possibly get arrested for that these mm-hmm. days couldn't you it's just like oh, you know sure. it's, it's the un, unwelcome advances and things like that but that was mm-hmm. literally a a way and and the one would just go yeah fuck off i'm not interested like, all right sorry right. and do you know and right. there was nothing more than that it was an actual kind of it was an actual process to go through to see if right. somebody was interested or not whereas now right. I, I i just and, and yeah. I do I do say in my book one of my friends he he when I was writing the book and he said you know Kathy one of the hardest parts for men now is that you, we don't know how to be 
we don't know what to do. He said, because I get yelled at if I open a door for a woman, and I get yelled at if I don't open a door for a woman. So that's the whole other Don't conflict, go anywhere with doors, you know? I think, is the answer to that one. Uh, well, there you go. That's the answer to that. But I have to say one of the other chapters of my book, and what you're talking about things back then and now, and um, it's called The Johnson Gallery. And basically, when I was going through this phase of about a year, it was literally, I would, I would talk to a man, I would eventually give them my phone number, right? So they would text. The first thing I would get from them, what do you think it was? A, a dick pic. Their... Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thank God for that. Do you know, it, do you know like... what? When you said Johnson Gallery, I immediately yep. thought, is that lots of dick pics? So I'm really glad that that is exactly what you meant and not that uh-huh. I've just turned that into something much seedier than it was. That it was exactly <laughs> no, that but seedy. It was just like, are you really kidding me? I mean, literally before they even said anything, you know, Boom! Here it is, and I, I said it was the modern day modern day Hallmark card, right? It's like I just want to send this to you first, you know. Um, and my friends and I would laugh about it. You know, I would be driving down the highway on a work call with a friend, and I'd get a you know text from somebody. I'd say, "You better look at it because I don't want to look," you know. And uh, it was really kind of interesting because I thought, why? Why would that be the first thing you sent me before we even meet in person? You know what I mean? I guess it's like preliminary, you know, approval or something, pre-approval. But um, it it was it was comical. It was very comical. So, yeah. See, see that is a thing that obviously um, I um, there were camera phones around before me and my <laughs> wife got together, but not. I mean, it was early. I mean, if you'd have taken a dick pic, it could have been anything. Do you know what I mean? The the, the quality of the <laughs> The quality of the camera on that. Yeah, it could, exactly. It could have been what a, am I looking at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, let's not even give you a clue. It is a dick. Not how good. Not, <laughs> it, you're not even going to know it is a dick, let alone how good a one it is. Um, so, so yeah, that wasn't a thing before me and my wife to get, got together. So I've, I've never sent one because um, my wife's clearly not interested in receiving one of those. <laughs> She's like, oh, don't. She's been there, done I that. I know honey. what it looks like. I see it all the fucking time. I don't want a text with it on, all right? Um, so, so that's kind of passed me by. So I think that is the reason that I just don't get it. I just I don't, either. don't get it. Um, because, um, and maybe this is my kind of traditional old school head here uh, as a heterosexual guy, um, but if a woman sent me a picture of her tits, I would be like, that's brilliant, thanks. Um, but dicks are so ugly. I just don't think, <laughs> I, 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 I have no idea. Obviously, I'm not a heterosexual woman, so I can't say, or a gay man, so I can't say whether someone's gone, hmm, yeah, no, I, I like that. I was, it, is it something people enjoy receiving those pics, or is it just? No, I, I didn't, because it's kind of shocking too. And you're sitting in your office, you know, thinking you're making a lunch date, and all of a sudden you're like, Whew, "Wow!" You know, so um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, 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 this is just to use the <laughs> just that, that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we've discussed this before. I've actually been sent like a fair number of dick pics since I've been on social media. It's such a weird wow. thing. So I've got a small idea of what it's like. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say I've got a small Johnson gallery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, well, I do. There's only three or four in there, but it's big enough for, no, for no, me to I work. I like that, Buzz. I like that, Buzz. I, I, like, I, I like the thought you've got an actual Johnson gallery, Buzz, that you've, you've framed them and you've got them in, uh, in one of the rooms of the house. Oh, my God. Well, one of the guys, um, one of the chapters, if you want, one of the guys I dated was a chiropractor, Nice guy, nice guy, nice guy. And all of a sudden, one day, he started sending me pictures of the number eight, right? I had seen him for like a week. And I was like, am I missing a holiday? Like, I, you know, he sent me a screenshot of the date. It was November 8th. And I, then he sent me, he was driving, and it was 88 miles an hour. And I was like, I mean, and he was a professional guy, and never insinuated anything weird. And I was like, oh, God, I can't figure this out. I mean, like, what? Mm. So I text him. I said, I don't understand. What is this about? He goes, well, that's how big I am. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy, he was literally driving down to his grandson's house to go put a Thomas the Train bed together for his daughter. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you can be a chiropractor sending these crazy, crazy insinuations to, you know, sexual insinuations to someone while you're driving down to put your grand- grandson's, uh, you know, Thomas the Train bed together. So anyway, yeah, it's just... You know, people are nutty. Do, do you know what? I, you know? I, I, I forgot for a minute there that the USA is still on imperial measurements because I was like, in centimeters, that's not that good, to be fair. That's not something to be boasting about, pal. 
<laughs> so, uh, you know, again, it's always shocking, but it's funny, but it's like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? You know, he's 55 years old or something, and I'm thinking, this is, this, really, really? Do, so, yeah. Do, do you know what? I think sending cryptic messages of how big that guy's cock is is weirder than just sending a picture. <laughs> I think. Well, and again, it was like I couldn't figure out the eight and you know reference and i'm thinking i thought i was forgetting a holiday or something i'm like i don't get it what what is this you know and it was just random he just started sending me these eights and i was like okay oh my god yeah this is crazy out there he was clearly proud of that number he (laughs) was very proud of that (laughs) but like i say that is a um that's i look um i think that's creepier than just it was very creepy because it's just like oh here's all these it's almost kind of I don't know. That, 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 a lot that, of effort, a lot of effort for to get a message across, you know. Yeah, that that fe- that feels like almost like the a kind of a serial killer. You, you know, you know when he, he's the eight killer or something like that. You know, he's got a thing. <laughs> that's a movie. You just that's a. That I think I've just good... invented a movie. To, to be fair, when you said he was he, he was uh, he sent me the eight, I thought. How big is it if he's been able to form it into the number eight? <laughs> I mean, that is some skills. <laughs> that, that's a long one. Oh, I'm yeah, not being yeah. funny. If uh, I could form mine into the number eight, I'd send a picture <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> You'd be very popular. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, that's funny. No, yeah, we should sort of clarify that the, the, the movie Seven isn't about dicks. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We have to clarify that. Baz, anyone oh can make it look like a number seven, Baz. That's far too easy. There's no curves or no, oh, That's easy. Even if it's just a little seven, it's easy enough, that one, I reckon. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God, that's funny. Just, just getting back to what you mentioned earlier about, like, you know, the, the, the amount of effort. If it wasn't for the digital age and, for, and sort of digital photography, none of this would take place because I think men are far too lazy to take a, a Polaroid of their own dick, put it in an envelope and send it to somebody. It would just never happen, would it? It's just like, can you imagine that? That's so true. <laughs> Back in the day, put it, lick in the envelope, putting the stamp on it. You know, God. Oh, that's not so not only that, taking a picture of it, <laughs> winding the film on, <laughs> click. Sending it to photo. Taking it down to the shop. and Taking it down to the shop and having to go in and you go, uh, yep, they're mine. <laughs> they're mine, yes. Oh, um, uh, yes, uh, that... I know I didn't quite manage it, but that's supposed to be a number eight on that one. <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. You, you can imagine well, so, yeah, that would yeah. have been more effort for sure. But, again, you know, like I said, my friend did the, uh, you know, personal ads. And I, I actually posted a TikTok the other day, you know, how you can duet with somebody. And someone mm. had posted a very funny 80s, maybe, um, those video dating things where the guys oh, are sitting there, I'm, hi, I'm Bob. And I, oh my God, it's hysterical. And um, so, yeah, we've been through different phases with the dating stuff. And now, again, I dated, um, I, I was married once, I almost got married twice, but he passed away. So I then kind of was very tentative to embark on, you know, especially since my son went to college and all that. And I was, so it, it was a, it was a, I was, I went into it as an optimist, you know, I'm still an optimist about things, but, um, yeah, it's crazy out there. It's just crazy. One thing I'm going to ask is, um, your tips on oh, okay. dating tips. Because okay. we've called it the. Um... I, thought, I thought he said tits for a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that'll help Let's in any regard. No, well, 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 I said I was going to turn. That always helps. No, I'm just kidding. Well, well, I said I was going to delete this, but I was going to cut this bit out of it. But I can't now, can I? Maybe I won't. <laughs> That's definitely going to make it into the final podcast. No, I didn't say that. I said, <laughs> what we want to do is move on, um, move on to um, your tips. Tips. Tip. For dating, not tits. We're not moving on to your tits. That's not how this works. You know? but, um, oh my so, so yeah, uh, so yeah, Kathy. What I would like you to do is, I would like you to give our listeners um, and viewers um, a couple of your best tips for dating. Well, um, I think after a long time of doing this, I think one of the things you have to have is a sense of humor. You mm. really have to have a sense of humor and just levity. You have to know that. Everyone has been 
through stuff up to this point. And I also mention this in the book is, you know, at this stage, people have been married once, twice, sometimes three times, no lie, or more. They have 35-year-old kids and two-year-olds from a rebound marriage, right? I mean, you just never know. So I think you have to go into it with a sense of humor, first of all. And also just knowing that everyone has been through stuff. We all have baggage. And um, my friend's grandma used to say it really well. She said, everyone in life is walking around dragging their little red wagon behind them of all their baggage. And you just have to be able to find someone who you can walk next to with your baggage and they're going to be happy to help you unpack it. You know, so that kind of thing. You know, you have to be willing to understand that people have been through quite a bit by 40, 50, you know, and beyond. And I, th- I just think um, you just have to know what you want. Some you know, people I, are dragging that. Some people are dragging their surgical boot with a diabetic ulcer in it. <laughs> and <laughs> guts from a cat. That's right. Um, well, you didn't tell us he. Saying. You didn't tell us he kept them. Now that I'm is weird. You. If he's kept them, oh, like in a bag God, or help me. Then that was very um, weird. I still, honestly, the funny thing is, I still get like the reason I had trouble writing the book really because I, had, honestly, I have like. It's like almost a comedic PTSD from it. It's almost <laughs> like I don't want to remember that. I don't want to admit that this happened. I don't want to tell people. But again, it's funny, and you know, if people can get a good giggle, I'm happy about that. Um, but yeah, I just think really the most important thing is a sense of humor. And um, now, I actually, <clears throat> speaking of that, I started talking to a man because my friends convinced me to try another site and didn't go well. But anyway, and. He was a doctor, and all of a sudden he said, well, you know, we talked a couple times, he got back to me, and he said, you know, I really, really admire you. I'm really impressed. I want to see you. But he says, I'm really afraid of you. He said, because you wrote that book. And because he went online, got the book, and read it, he says, Mm. I don't want to be in the next chapter. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, well, there goes my dating life. Um, So, again, you know, you just have to, honestly, I think that's the most important thing. And just be open to everybody's story you know everyone has a story and um you just have to understand it surely surely the answer to that is like if when you are when you are dating and uh somebody says oh i don't want to be in the next chat next chapter you say well just don't be a dick then <laughs> <laughs> or send me a dick pic make, 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 or don't send me a yeah, dick pic and then uh, you won't do, be do, no. do you know what just i'll tell you how not to be in my next book be <laughs> charming romantic um, polite, generous, do all of those things. You won't come fucking. Cl- you won't come anywhere close to my next book. That's right. That's, well, you know, actually, my book went number one like two weeks ago um, on wow. Amazon again. So awesome. yeah, it's just funny. You know, it's just like oh my god. But again, um, sense of humor and that you know people might think oh this is mortifying. Why would you even write this book? You know, and uh, some of the Amazon reviews say that, and I'm like, well, honey. That's because, you know, so um, this is why I did because it's pretty crazy out there. So, have you um, since you, since the book's come out, have you heard from other people relaying their sort of bizarre dates to you as well? I'm sure, you must have. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. On um, especially on TikTok. Yeah. Um, TikTok's crazy anyway, but um, I really enjoy it. Actually, I really, really, and I think I have seven thousand followers in less than a year. You know, I mean, mm. it's been fun. Um, but um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, people, I think that's the weirdest thing about it. It's like, what are we doing? You're like, what are you, why are you, what did, why did you do this? You know, so it, it's just, yeah, I've heard a lot of different stories. A lot of, um, a lot of people are frustrated, but a lot of people are in the same boat, you know. And, this, and here's the other concept is women, as we get older, sometimes, you know, I'm financially independent, not on alimony or anything like that. But that's another concept, like in our age range and and older, you know, we come from that really probably the last generation in the United States anyway, where women stayed home. I mm. mean, when I was a kid, my mom stayed home, my mm. dad worked, and that was it's old fashioned. Yes, it is. But guys who grew up from that era, you know, that's still something in their head. So it's very confusing. Like I have two friends who pay alimony to their ex husbands. That's the reality of life, you know. So 
you, it's all it's all convoluted now. And see, see, um, see, see, that's the part of sexual inequality that women didn't want, <laughs> but exactly. they got it anyway. Hello, <laughs> surprise! Oh, okay. Well, you wanted it. Now you've got it. You got it. That's right. That's right. So it's all it's confusing too. I think it's for for men and women. You know, people on TikTok always we went into this huge conversation about if a guy asked you to dinner and then expected you to pay half. You know, and and I think no, I, if he had invited me to dinner he would i would expect him to pay but that's also something now you know women get offended if they don't ask you to pay. i mean mm. it's just crazy you, you can't win really. I, I remember that story of the guy that went on a couple of dates and when she eventually said look i, I don't think we're to see anymore he sent her all the bills for all the all the oh, dinners <laughs> have you seen that <laughs> i've invested a significant amount of money in this and i'd like it all back Yes. I would like it all back. Well, there was a, a TikTok the other day where a, a guy was on a date with a girl and he went to the bathroom and didn't come back and it left her with a $135 bill and she was ranting and raving on TikTok. Well, then he got on there to defend himself. He said, look, I bought a $10 burger. She ordered a bottle of wine and the most expensive thing on the menu. And I thought, I don't know. I don't know who's going to win in that argument. But um, he walked out and left her with the bill. <laughs> I think he's done well there. I, I, I think he's done well there. He's got hold on. I've got a burger. She's what I know. It's like I, I ain't paying this. I'm just like, well, this is this is uh, this is well worth like crawling out of the window of the bathroom. That's exactly what I did on. That's the equivalent of having the two-hour shower to uh, to uh, exactly. so she gets go. the message. That's the definitely the coward's way out. It's like I'm not paying for this. That's... I'm going. That's true. I mean, I did walk out on the stick shift guy, but um, that was mortifying. So, so talk us through how you walked out on him, though. Was it was it just did you kind of just say, "This is it, I'm done," and walk out, or did I'm I'm just going to the bathroom and then disappear? No, I was sitting there, and he basically so he had talked about the last three women he dated. Okay, one was let's see, I'm trying to remember now. One was um, a former Miss Colorado who was divorced and got $13,000 a month in alimony and she had this beautiful house and but she would they would go on dates and she would drink two bottles of wine by herself and so he broke up with her and I'm thinking I did this date at this kind of medium-sized restaurant I'm thinking shoot I could have got a nice steak dinner <laughs> for the what he was paying for that woman to go. and then he uh, talked sorry, about so, sorry Catherine I don't mean to interrupt but just before you go on he split up with someone for something I would high-five a woman for <laughs> But he was paying for it. He said their dates would cost him three hundred dollars, you know, minimum. Ah, no. Because I'm, because I'm reversing back again. I'm reversing back again. He was right. I'm, I'm sorry. So, uh, and again, I'm thinking, wow. And here I am sitting here having, you know, fried beans and rice. And anyway, but um, so he had prefaced it with these other two women, you know, that he had dated, and then you know, the bingo was the third one. And I literally was just sitting there. And again, this was also prefaced by the whole story about his how he got this diabetic ulcer and this woman that lived above him was really heavy and she would do this exercise program and he was always afraid this picture was going to fall off of his wall and one night he walked in and sure enough this picture had walked off the fallen off the wall he walked over the glass after he'd taken his shoes off and it stuck in his foot so it, it started with that and then he talked about the diabetic ulcer and then he talked about his divorce and his kids and his wife who had left and he didn't know where they went for a month and then he got burglarized, and then he figured out the burglar kicked the cat when he was burglarizing the house, and then the guts were all over the house. I mean, so this was like a, a lead-up to, you know, then the hair on the margarita, and got, you know, the universe was just... So I just sat there, and I looked at him, and I just said, you know what, I, I, I can't do this. I'm, I'm done. This is disgusting, and I, I'm gone, so... I can't work out what was wrong with him. Sounds very interesting. <laughs> oh my god! You know, it was just like one thing after the other, and it was just. So yeah, you just, just so you just said, "This isn't working. I'm done and I'm gone." And you stood up and walked out. Oh, I said, I don't need to hear about someone sticking, um, uh, uh, you know, a stick shift in her hahu and hoo ha and or whatever. And I said, you know, I don't even know why you would think this is okay to talk about this. And so yeah, I did. I got in my car, called my brother, who's always, you know, my voice of reason, and he told me a joke and reminded me some of these guys are jackasses and just kind of but it was pretty it was pretty interesting so you know it was the whole date it wasn't just that story it was like story after story you've definitely gone through you've definitely gone through there 
red flag after red flag after mm-hmm. red flag after red flag. So nobody listening or watching blames you for standing up and getting the fuck out <laughs> of there. Because that was yeah. just, just, no. no you 100%. We, it was a, the the mildly controversial podcast officially endorses you standing <laughs> up and walking out of that day. It was the right there thing to do. I'm assuming there isn't a review like for, for, for people on these dating sites like there is for like Airbnb, is there? So you know. Uh... You know what I just found out, and someone mentioned this on on my TikTok is there is our Facebook groups called "Are We Dating the Same Guy?" Oh right, okay. And you put it in. Are we dating the same guy in like I'm in Littleton, Colorado, and I did it the other day just for shits and giggles, and. You can't believe these women are posting pictures of these guys. I'm dating this guy. Are you dating him? And I was like, oh, my God, that's really interesting. Wow. Because I thought it's probably smart to do it, but it's also kind of weird. But, yeah, yeah. So that's the only thing I've ever heard of. But I do think that that would not be a bad idea. You know, but, again, it would make a lot of this sense. Facebook group. It would make an absolute huge amount of sense. Because, I mean, you, you have to review, uh, you review somebody, you buy something from eBay. Yeah. You review True. somebody like an Uber driver. Uh, right. You review the um, you know the Just Eat or Deliveroo or whatever the, the you know the the, the restaurant that gets sure. the food delivered to you. You'd, why would you not review right. a date? That just makes right. well, no, that's huge why I'm so shocked. I'm shocked by these Facebook things because you can go into any town. And put it in, and it's there's a, there's a re, it's almost like a review, right? They, I think the rules are you can't really disparage people or anything, but just say, yeah, I'm dating this guy. I would not recommend it or whatever. Um, and I just found that out last week. So yes, Baz, I think that's the only thing I've heard of, but I think they do exist. So. I'm so glad I was unaware of this uh, of this Facebook group, <laughs> but I'm so worried now that I'm just going to spend all my time photoshopping myself into pictures with these guys and say I've been with him as well and sending it into this group and say yes I'm dating him I'm also so dating funny. him and him uh-huh. and him and spend my whole time with like photoshopping me with my arm around these guys so but I think it's interesting I mean that's like the, I think that's kind of new I, I I've never heard of it until just recently so I do think it's sort of new but it's not a bad idea you know <laughs> I've got a question for you. Um, in the process of writing this book, have you now kind of, you know, knowing the pitfalls, um, obviously you're, you're, you're probably more able to avoid the people that you don't want to put in your next book if there's going to be another chapter, but have you, have you found dating any better since writing the book? Uh, you know, I, did, I haven't really focused on it. During COVID and everything, it was kind of weird, you know. Um, I was seeing someone for a while uh, before COVID, but um, that didn't go anywhere. But um, I did try Bumble just recently. And, you know, I think, it, you know, the women get to make the decision. I didn't have any luck on there. And, you know, I'm over 50, so that's also a thing, right? Um, but I definitely find it to be better because... I could just, you know, I, I I know what I want and I don't want. It's just my patience level is kind of zero, really. So, but I, I do find that um, I know what I do and don't want to be involved with. And again, until you meet the person in person, no matter what they say on the profile, you just never know. There is one thing that I want to cover just before uh, we wrap up, and that mm-hmm. is um, you mentioned briefly in our conversation. Um, so, well, this is a weird thing, right? I hadn't even thought of this, but we connected through what is effectively a podcast dating website, mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's a website called Matchmaker.fm where podcasters and potential guests can communicate with each other and connect with each other. And uh, we found you through there. We found uh, a lady called Dana Pereira um, through there, and she's been on twice. Um, our guest on one of a, a show that we're going to record on saturday has come from there um just it's only just occurred to me now that that is like a dating website for podcast people um <laughs> but in our communication through that before getting you on the show you said the phrase ask me about my friend who went on a sex rampage after her divorce Okay. So this is me officially asking you, okay. tell us about your friend who went on a sex rampage. I mean, that sounds like a a headline in 
No, that, that sounds like a clickbait. <laughs> it, does, it, it sounds like a clickbait headline to get like, a sex rampage. I want to. Lo- I want to know more about that. I do want to know more about that, Catherine. So please tell me more about that. Okay, so I so I moved back to Colorado from Virginia in two thousand or to Colorado, yeah, from Virginia in two thousand fourteen. Got together with I went to Columbine High School, by the way, back in the day when Jesus walked the earth. But we had a reunion, and I saw this woman that I knew since I was a kid. We said, "Oh, let's go have a drink to talk about." You know, we go to this local place, and she's sitting there telling me where I was with my husband for twelve years, and um, they had a son. And she said, but you know, the sex life was so bad, blah, blah, blah. She says, but you know what? I got on Match.com, and after we divorced, I slept with 20 guys in six months. And I looked at her, and I said, what? Because we lived two blocks from each other, and therefore I was on Match.com, and therefore we are in the same age range, and therefore any guy that we're going to (laughs) date is probably in this – we're going to – those guys that she's sleeping with are going to be the guys that I probably match with. And I said, you know what? That's a dating pool I don't want to be swimming in because it's like, <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, why would you do that in the first place? But that's what I'm saying. It's not just men that are nutty now. It's like the women have lowered the bar to a point of, you don't, just like the cheerleading, you know, mm. pharmacist or whatever. Um, you know, you just don't know. And I thought that was so disturbing to me because I thought this woman isn't 20. She's like in her late forties at that point. And she's going out and just boom, 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 you know? And I'm thinking again, that's my dating pool. And so literally the percentage of men that would be matching to me and, you know, so it was, um, it was quite a, r- a rampage. I mean, I thought in my opinion, 20 guys in six months, that's, I mean, that's a pretty good percentage right there. But that it's also disturbing to me to think that that's what's going on, and that's one woman, mm-hmm. right? So if you think about, okay, say other, someone else is going off the deep end after a divorce, you got five women doing that, and then I'm thinking, oh my God, my you know, I don't even want to tip my toe in the pool, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's really quite disturbing, but also, again, a really interesting study in the human condition because I think, who knows if this has always been the case, right? I mean, who knows if just this all social media has brought all this stuff out that we're seeing or you know so it was it was uh yeah it was quite disturbing to to find that out it it sounds to me like she knew that you were local and also on match.com and she's just (laughs) gone round hell for leather trying to get first dibs on all these boys before you had a go (laughs) but where's it first dibs that's what you know that's what's going on right she, she, she just wanted to get in before you she wanted to make sure. I don't sure. want any of those dibs. I want none of those dibs. None of them. <laughs> I immediately thought for one second there, I don't know this woman's name, but uh, she wasn't stick shift girl, was she? <laughs> well, you know, well, no, she was not. No. Not to my knowledge. Not to my you knowledge. You never know. She wouldn't have bothered with the men. She'd have been all around all the car dealerships. I'm telling you, there you go, right? God help us. Oh, my Lord. So, Catherine, if anyone wants to find out some more details about you, where's the best place they can find you? Well, my website is katherinebarra.com, and I'm on Amazon as well. The books are on Amazon, and I'm working on a sequel to the comedy book um, based on the dating scammer part of things. And I'm also working, believe it or not, on a comedy, well, a humor book about dying because my parents have both passed in the last couple of years, and just the weird and crazy things that happen before people pass with regard to family members and nutty things that occur. So those are the two things I'm working on, a screenplay, but, you know, I'm a writer, so I work on all sorts of stuff. But katherinebarra.com is my website. Well, I'm going to go to katherinebarra.com. Not now, obviously, we're still chatting. That would be rude if I just went onto your website now. Uh, I've got other other commitments in terms of... Uh, chatting to you and closing the podcast that's all we've got time for this week thanks so much Catherine I'm so pleased You're like welcome. like you say um, like I said before we, we connected through what is effectively a podcasting dating website you know <laughs> like you know putting um, guests together with podcasters uh, and, and so on so that I would suggest that there is an equal amount of jeopardy in um, in connecting with somebody like this. You know, you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if the date's going to go well or so on. You know, the dates in inverted commas. Um, but thankfully, um, if I was to write a a, uh, a book about the um, the 
crazy uh, the crazy people that I'd met through uh, getting guests for the podcast. Uh, you wouldn't be on that uh, on that <laughs> because um, thoroughly enjoyed your company. Um, it's been brilliant. Really, really enjoyed it. It's been really, really interesting. Um, and so glad that we connected through the kind of uh, podcast datey kind of website. Yes. Thing. So uh, thanks for. I really appreciate you having me on. It's been a lot oh, of fun. Thanks so much. So um, just to reiterate, um, and just to remind you that um, you need to get along to Amazon. And I'm looking down because I've got it open, so I get the exact name of the book correct. Um, so you need to get onto Amazon and you need to, uh, we'll put a link on it in the Facebook and, uh, wherever we can put a link to it. I don't really know where we can put a link to it, but I'll try. Um, so, uh, the name of the book is these stories are true. I shit you not a humorous look at online dating for the unsuspecting older human. I'm pretty confident that if you put that exact string, string of English <laughs> words together, you're going to get right there. There's no way that, that that string of English words has ever been used for something other than your book. So, um, and just in case you're struggling, um, type in Catherine R. Berra, which is B-E-R-R-A. They're definitely going to find you now. That's how I found you. There you go. There you go, you see. All good, all good. So, again, thank you so much for your time. Baz, thanks again. Um, thank really you. enjoyed. Uh, really enjoyed that one. And... Um, hopefully our listeners and our viewers, um, whether they are of our age group or younger, have uh, have got a few tips with a T-I-P-S um, <laughs> out of that. And um, they're able to go into the dating world with added confidence and will hopefully not. If they read your book, they will obviously be able to avoid some pitfalls as well. So... Um, thanks again and uh, we will see you. you all next time Mike yeah do you think anyone's still listening I don't know probably not if they are where can they find us thanks for asking Baz that's a great question the best way to find us is to go to the website at daddancer.co.uk forward slash podcast and the links to everything are there